I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Street Shootings Then and Now. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can check out all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both radio and TV, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about the rash of shootings that continue to plague our communities, despite crime overall declining in many places. Now, many of these shootings happen in broad daylight in crowded places like playgrounds, parks, street fairs, and shopping areas. And increasingly, the finger pulling the trigger belongs to a teenager. Why is this happening? Have the old codes of the street gone out the window? And is there a new generation in now that just doesn't care? And that's what we're seeing. We're going to find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Too Bad. He's an independent hip-hop artist. He's formerly incarcerated on a gun charge, and he's now an anti-gun activist. Too Bad, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Great to have you. Great to see you. And thank you for everyone here that's here. All right. And we're going to talk about this gun stuff. Yes, we sure are. Thank you so much. Also joining us is El Tariq Anque. He's the co-founder of Stop Shooting, Inc. He's a senior aide to the last three Newark mayors. He's a community activist, and he's one of the co-founders back in 2011 with then-Mayor Cory Booker and Street Soldiers Hot 97 in Push for Peace, which has been going now. It's now in its ninth year. So, wow. El Tariq, great to have you with us. How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant, a criminal justice professor, and a law enforcement analyst. Uh, Dr. Porcher, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Darren, when you look at what's happening now compared to back in the day when you were on those streets, is it different? Is there a different code or was there ever any code? Well, no, there actually was a code. Um, we, when we go back to, let's say, like the 80s, when we had the crack wars or the crack epidemic was in play in New York City as well as New Jersey, the Newark area as well, you had the, victim, the victimization was targeted. When I say it was targeted, meaning if there was an, a criminal that wanted to hurt someone, the focus was specific to that particular individual. The seismic shift came in the early 2000s upwards, I should say the mid-2000s upwards to now, where you saw the gang culture became more prevalent in the city and I should say more so in the tri-state area so when we look at the gang culture you have a lot more young members that are seeking membership quote-unquote for their stripes in the in the streets and so a lot of this evolved around the uh, trying to get your name out there and earning your stripes as somebody that's in this game as a credible person. It's just person. trying to get the credibility. Right. El, El Tariq, when you look at, at what's happening, because you've been at this for, for a long time, really trying to bring the crime down in Newark and, and really save lives and also save lives of, of young men like Too Bad to try to give them a role model and help them turn their lives around. What do you see going on? Is it is it different than it was you know, 15, 20 years ago? It definitely is. Um, to be honest... The code, the code would have dissolved anyway. It, it, whether it was gang culture, like you may mention too, it just would have dissolved anyway. Just for the fact that the fear, the mere fact that um, when you're in the streets, you all you want to do outdo the people that came before you in the streets. So whether you gotta be raw than them or aggressive than them, you gotta do whatever it takes to get that name on them. So that, so a lot of the codes would have started disappearing because a lot of guys they, that upheld the code that you talked about, they did now. They are in jail, or some of them are just working and they don't have the tolerance for the streets no more. So they're not gonna be out there. They don't even tell their nephew that live in their house to cool out, and they know he got a a, a six or a M fifteen M one or something under his mattress right now. He, not, he won't even tell them. Just 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 because he don't want to get involved. There's a lot of stuff that, that uh, play, play a factor in it, but the code, it, it was going to dissolve anyway. 
It's it's done. Too bad. How old were you when you first picked up a gun? And tell us how you came to get involved with that. So about 14 through 15 years old. So basically, is me, my best friend. We steal bikes. So basically, we got tired of people trying to harm us. So every time we steal a bike, somebody try to harm us, then we'll come. You know, we'll rob them with the gun. We don't actually shoot them, but. We'll flash the gun like, yeah, boom, that's our bike. So we'll go to a different area around North, and basically that's how we that's how we get around, traveling through bikes. So if someone if someone don't want to get your bike up because no one's gonna get a bike up, you basically what you gonna do? If you're 14 years old, you don't know what to do. You right. Go go get a gun. That's all you know. Basically, at an age 14, 15 years old, if you have no real support behind you or no real guidance behind you, you're gonna go to the streets, and that's Alls in the streets is hurt, harm, guns, drugs. So basically, 14, 15 years old, I know for a fact I done robbed somebody with a gun for their bike. Like, but how? Bike. But how? How did you get the gun? Like how? Because people are saying like, well, you know, we have tough gun laws in New Jersey and New York. It's like, how did you come to get the gun? Like you didn't just did you just go around the way? It's did you, from you know a guy older. like there's a there's right. a hookup, no, there's a connect. It's definitely from someone older. You either steal it from uh, older cousin, older brother. Um, some people fathers in their homes have have guns. It's just like you take it from someone. At, at 14, no one's gonna sell you a gun. Uh, um, even on the do, streets? Even on the streets. If they do, it's, it's like you're the same age limit, like from 14 to 20-something years old. But someone like in their 30s should not sell a child a gun. But I know for a fact, from 14 to 15 years old, you could get a gun from your older cousin, older brother, um, your they get from father. somebody like that. El Tariq, like what about like that? Family yeah, you know, that's guns are guns are laying around. You know, like community guns, guns. You know, let me borrow that for a second. I want to hit this mark, get this lick. Um, I need this for that for a second. So you could even even <laughs> you can go to your rival hood, or let like say the ops, and be like, yo, I need a slammer for somebody and get it. It's, it's just it's just it's, it's ironic. It's, crazy. it's just part of the thing. During with the the Brownsville shooting that that we saw in July in Brooklyn, the police. The NYPD said they believe that there was a community gun that was used in that, and there's these community guns that are being used in a lot of these shootings. What exactly does that mean? Well, when we look at the Groundsville shooting, this was a gang-related shooting, and this was between two gang members, or I should say three gang members. But when, as the gentleman mentioned, a community gun, oftentimes you have someone that will claim ownership, but oftentimes allow that particular weapon to circulate through different areas of their particular set. Correct. So that's why when I mentioned it being a gang set, it's important to know that this was, although this was a gang member that had, was in possession of this weapon, he oftentimes circulated that weapon amongst members in his set. Different people. And right. And then we, we also wanted a very big thing that we need to point out is where do these guns come from? And this is something. How do they originate? We have some of the toughest gun laws in, this, in the city of New York. And one of the things that we need to focus on is we have something we refer to as the iron pipeline. The iron pipeline is where these illegal guns come into New York City, the tri-state area. But it's, they're legally bought someplace else. They're legally. Yes and no. Some of the guns or are stolen someplace else. Right. There's a combination. The guns are either right? purchased legally, and we do and something that's referred to as a straw purchase. When I say a straw purchase, means someone will acquire a firearm in a state like New, um, like uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, etc. They'll acquire the firearm legally with the driver's license, and then they'll sell it to someone, and that's an illegal sale because that person has the expectation of taking that weapon up the iron pipeline, which is night 
which is 95. By bring 95. It to the, right. Bring it to bring it you, up you to You drive right through Newark and then drive right into the, the city. Tri and that's they, it. they bring these weapons in the tri-state area and we have the toughest gun laws in New York City, but our gun laws mean nothing because these guns are coming because there's from so out many of state. Of them coming out. We're that's taking correct. a short break. This is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back. Yo yo, what's yo, up? Yo, this what's is up? me, DMC in the place to be and the only place for you to ever be is right here listening to Lisa Evers on Street Soldiers. Rah! Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about street shootings then and now. What's changed? What's going on right now? Joining me for this conversation is Too Bad. He's an independent hip-hop artist. He was formerly incarcerated on a gun charge, and he's now an anti-gun activist. Too Bad, great to have you with us. Hey, great to have you. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is El Tariq Anque. He's the co-founder of Stop Shooting, Inc. He's a senior aide and has been a senior aide to the last three newer mayors. He's also a very strong community activist on this issue. Al-Tariq, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Also joining us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant, criminal justice professor, and law enforcement analyst. Darren, great to have you with us Always again. a pleasure. Thank you Thank for you so me. much. Al-Tariq, we're, we're seeing these shootings in these crowded areas, and then we're seeing an increase in shootings, as we just saw recently in New York, five people killed within a within a 24-hour time period, which is kind of like, sounds like the bad old days. Oh, yeah. We see the shootings happening in places where people would never think to shoot before, like broad daylight, kids around. Why is this going on? So you got, there's a few factors that that um, actually create that, say, perfect storm, whatever you want to say, um, from the, the drugs they're using, from these, um, Promethazine, formaldehyde, Uzanis, Droxies, you name it. So they they ha actually walking zombies, you know. So it, it, it takes anything. So you you just walk around with a gun on you, high out your mind to a level that's uncomprehensible, and then you you see someone that you got an attitude with from probably even a half a block away, and you're not even you just lazy in on them. You don't care about what's what's going on. It's a park. It's downtown. It's this area. It's that. All I know is right now. Oh, I'm cooking. Oh, there you go right there. I'm about to get him. And that's just that. It's, it happens just like that. And they just don't. They just don't think at all. It's just that's for the moment. How can you think though? Too bad. What about what about that? What about what El Tariq just said? So, uh, I kind of agree with that as far as the drugs part. But like, if you're young right now, and your bros just slid, and the main person is not there they're not going to care who's around because if you're young-minded and you're high off whatever, Roxy's, whatever, your mindset is not there. You, you didn't experience no real jail time. You didn't experience nothing, so you're not going to care at that moment. <laughs> so you're just going to go blasting. So so say if you do a shooting, right, you hit my mans. So I come back, you're not there. I'm going to make you feel what my mans felt by hitting somebody else. But that's just the mindset of the young person because they haven't experienced no real jail time. They have experience. So you're saying it's not real to them. They don't think that right. they're going to get caught. They just don't think it's. it's they don't care. Right. They, they don't, don't care. I don't right. think they process it that. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I don't think they even process it that far about getting caught, about going to jail, about them possibly dying with whatever they're about to do. All they know is that they're in that moment right now. I'm mooked down. I'm mad as heck because this. Is we there? And then they're right there, and then they just pull the tr trigger. And it doesn't matter how many other pe uh, people... Urban across America. A kid got shot on Mother's Day at a Mother's Day event on Springfield Ave. A 14, 15-year-old kid shot in front of the crowd, literally, That's on horrible. Mother's Day. But so in, in, I feel bad in, for that mom forever. No, totally. And then to, yeah. have, to have that scarred, it's just these large events. Darren, in terms, of, in terms of New York, when you see five people, 
when when you look at everything that's gone on, the the police have had a, trouble with keeping the shoot the shootings have been going up in New York, even though the overall crime index they say is going down. When you see five murders in one 24-hour period, as an analyst, what does that tell you? One of the things that I think about is it's somewhat reflective of what's happening in the culture of Chicago. If you look at the summer in Chicago, they're experiencing some oh, very wow, quite huge. similar. And so uh, there there are different components that come into this place, uh, come into this socioeconomics and housing. Those are key. Those are key things that oftentimes represent where these shootings are coming from. So geographically, you have people that will step into situations and they may shoot several people in that area because there's an opposing set in that particular in, in that particular lane. Somebody that your your enemy set, so to speak, lives there. But believe it or not, these sets are not far apart. They can be in the same housing development, whereas it could just be one building can uh, one, one building against some building. one building against the other building. So Oftentimes, the shooters will step out with tunnel vision and say to themselves, I don't care about these people because they live in the set where my enemy is located. But it goes back to what, what, what are we doing in this in this area? It's somewhat of a tragedy, but it goes back to what, as I mentioned earlier, people are trying to earn their stripes in these hoods that they come from and establish themselves as a force to be reckoned with in these particular areas. And that's the way to do it. It goes back to what El Tariq said. How much of it is, how much of it is the gang, is, is fuel by the gangs like they say officially more than 50 percent of the shootings that we have in new york city are the result of gang they call crews too you know like a gang yeah. gang or crew uh beefs or or activity what's your take on that altariq is it is it mostly gang gang so, related or is so it just in my opinion like the whole gang thing like it's, it's starting to like phase like phase down a little like you see guys that wouldn't even talk to each other say five years ago you can see them in the club right now. They, I mean, five years ago, their whole sets was, I mean, at it, at it. But now that, you know, it's like watered down. They're going back to, like, neighborhood stuff and, you know, how you rep the block. And they still rep what they rep, but it's just not on site like what it was. So I'm not going to say, like, blame all this on gangs and anything. It's, 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 it's drugs. It's fueled by drugs. You know, the culture, drugs fuel all that stuff, in my opinion, because they, they need a resource. That's their resource that they use. That's their commodity. And it's a vicious, vicious, it's, it's a vicious, um, what you want to say, a Vicious Game. trade. Trade, you know, yeah. A vicious trade. And the occupation with hazards in that trade is you're going to die or you got to kill somebody or you, you got to be prepared for the occupation with hazards in that trade or you're going to go to jail. And so I just wouldn't, wouldn't paint the whole brush with the gang gang, but it's fueled by drugs and, 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 and the will to survive. Whether it's gangs or whether it's other yeah, it's yeah. other cl crews that are like a drug crew or some, yeah. something like that. Too bad. What do you think about that in terms of the what, when, when you look at where we're at now, 2019 versus where. You were ten years ago when you were fifteen years old. Right. Is um, it gang? Is it gangs or? It's definitely. It's definitely the drugs. It's definitely the social media. It's definitely the competition with each other. It definitely. I don't. I don't want to use the word misguided because everyone has a choice. So, they choose to stay together. So when when you do certain stuff with a group of people, if you don't have the right proper family member or parental stuff at home to guide you a different way, there there's no option. You have family members that are your homies. There's no longer my brother, sister. I don't even Yeah, but you have single you have that. single moms that has a son that she's not right. gonna is, is nervous about what she's gonna find if she goes right. into So they don't care. So if you got five people and y'all know y'all about to go do something, you're gonna be the sixth person that thinks it's okay. So you're just gonna be like, all right, bump it, we're just gonna go ride, we're just gonna go slide. So now the shooters right now are off of drugs and basically competition and 
For no reason. For like, no reason. For no El reason. Tariq, what about what like, about the age of the shooters? Because it, this, this is this is another thing they talk about, especially with these community guns being able to be, you know, spread around. Is like, what's the youngest? Because you actually you actually work. You're out there on the streets. What's the youngest that you've seen somebody pick up a gun? I could I could even say when I was in the streets, I just blinded living in that um, lifestyle. I've given kids guns that was 12 years old. 12 years old. At least 12 years old, and they was out there. I mean, they got, they got, they out there, they, they out there, they out there in the community. And got, they got the hustle. It was a whole crew of them. I mean, about, and they had, to, man, it had to be about eight of them, eight of them. They they shared like two guns, and they hustled. They robbed things at night when we shut up shop and we sat down and whatever. They they do their whatever stuff and they knock people in the head. So I seen it as young as 12. You know, but you know, and, and that's it, it's, it's sad. So that's why you know I, I use so much energy and and reach out to these same people that I help. Like if I if I, you listen to me then, listen to me now, and that's why I tell them, you listen to me then, listen to me now. And we're, and we're gonna find out what you tell them coming up. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith and Wesson, and right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about street shootings then and now. We've got an amazing panel to break it all down for you. Joining me is Too Bad. He's an independent hip-hop artist. He was formerly incarcerated on a gun charge. He's an anti-gun activist. Too Bad, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is El Tariq Anque. He's the co-founder of Stop Shooting, Inc. He's a senior aide to the last three Newark mayors and also a community activist. El Tariq, great to have you back with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant, criminal justice professor, and law enforcement analyst. Darren, great to have you with us again. Thanks for having me. Th thank you so much. Too bad. Tell me about how the beefing starts. Like, it seems like one guy gets shot, then somebody else retaliates for that, and then it just keeps going and going and going. How do these beefs, like, how, give us a breakdown of that. For, for like, for like, what age bracket? For Let's like, talk the young ones. Okay. So basically, if... The 14, the 15, the 16-year-olds. Right. If bro and them go slide, right, and they hit somebody, I'm going to say this again. So now I, I take him out. The pain that they feel, they think it's unbearable pain. They think it's a pain that's going to last for a very long time. So they're going to make or they're going to want to you. Like, they're going to want you to feel the same way they feel. They don't care if it's an aunt, uncle, grandmother, niece, nephew. They don't care. And they don't care who who's gets hit by the crossfire or anything they, like that. At all. They, they will not. They won't even blink. They will just go. Soon as. Soon as bro don't go slot the same night, the young kids don't they don't care. They will they will kill you. Like they won't even jump you no more. At least like one of them or two of them got a gun on them. You getting shot. You getting shot right You're then and there. Shot. They they don't know how to fight. The drugs don't allow them to go want to fight. It's just right. that simple. El Tariq, as you when you see this cycle, mm -hmm. and you've been at this you know from both sides yeah. for a long time, and and really turned a lot of lives around in the process. What do you get depressed by this when you the, just this cycle and you see these yeah. like 14, 15 year old kids? It can be depressing at times because you like you you can really witness a block. Say say somebody get killed on Monday. We just use their name. They killed Ra on Monday. You see recipes Ra shirts on Tuesday. Right. Friday, 
is free black shirts. Now, black kill Ra. This all on the same block. So imagine how that looks for a community. You know what I'm saying? They all grow up with each other. They all knew each other. They killing each other. Free them. Rest in peace. The same people wearing the same shirts. Like it, it, so they become so numb, but they don't even know it. So they they, they caught up in the cycle, and it's it, it, it's, it's so vicious that it, it, the cycle is actually lapping them now. You know, so it, wow, it is, it is. So they 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 just go in there with, and you you gotta really digest that. The same people wearing two different shirts on Monday for the same person on, on in a week, Monday and Friday. Right, rest in peace for the victim, and then and then free the free, person that was the, the shooter that that <laughs> right. killed that person. But then, what message does that you know what message does that send to to the kids in the community? Because kids the, are smart, eight, nine, and ten year old, they know what's you going know what on. Message that send? Some, some so some kids it sends hatred and anger. You know, they grow up with that anger, and they hold on to that, and they lash out. Some people it shuts them down. Everybody reacts to situations differently. You know, trauma when trauma impacts. Um, a, a community, a family, everybody take it different because we, we, we don't have these outlets where we can go out and, and, and talk to somebody or, or we can't afford, we don't have, have insurance to go get someone to talk to for an hour to talk about these mental health and the, the, the trauma I just witnessed or I just seen my cousin get killed right in front of me. I saw my father get killed right in front of me. Like, what up, like you know, so, so they grow up, they grow up traumatized, man, traumatized. No, and that's, that's, and that, and not just the people, and the the people obviously directly affected, that it's their loved one who was shot and killed, but also the community, oh, anybody that witnessed everyone, it, that was in school with him, it. you know. With, with, I, and, I want to touch on something real quick. I mean, keep keep going. But in in '96, I was in the house, and my cousin killed himself. He shot himself in the head. I came out of my room. I turned the corner. He still had the gun in his hand, twitching. Oh my God! Twitching, right? Just like this, just twitching, just like this. I turned the corner, looked in there. Oh my God! It's about eight of us in the room, in in the house. Everybody left out. Now, so, and, and I'm gonna tell you how vicious this cycle is. I, I I never realized how traumatized I was over that, cause but I always held into it. I shut down. I got quiet. You know what I'm saying? I, I wound up going to jail like a year later after that for, for shooting someone, doing five and a half years. And then coming home. I went back to jail for other gun charges and, and beat a, you know, homicide, attempted murder, all that stuff. You know the story. I don't want to go into it. But um, the crazy part is when he, his son, his name was Shahid. My cousin, first cousin name was Shahid. My father and his mother's brothers and sisters. My first cousin. So his son was named Rakim. He named Rakim after the rapper Rakim. He was his favorite rapper. He named his son Rakim. I took his son in. I, 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 I helped raise his son. And um, his, son, his son was killed four years ago. Oh my God! And 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 I see, like like the trauma like that. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's like trauma on trauma. It's trauma on trauma. So I know what I be. Cause I, I get to talk to people now. I go and talk to people. I got insurance. I could do that. But I, I, everybody can't afford that. And, it, and it's real. Like the people that help people need help too. So it, 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 it's a lot. No, there's a, a lot. there's a lot going on. Darren, what about the? There, there's also a sense too that among some people, El Tariq talking about this. You know, j just this trauma. This trauma that we're starting to recognize as a, as a society people getting PTSD from the streets the same way they do from you know from from military service from active duty military service but are we normalizing the, the way that we portray these guns the way we talk about these guns the way we in music glamorize these guns films TV shows videos all of these things are we kind of are we normal normalizing a very dysfunctional and very harmful behavior 
I don't believe that we're normalizing. I think that do we see a sense of adjustment? We do. But this is, seems like this is a recurring circle of violence. And one of the things that I recommend is it's not just a police problem, but it's a policing community issue. So oftentimes the interdiction should come from within the community, such as peer counselors, because when we think about the outrage that someone experiences by seeing their loved one executed, it, it's something that sends shockwaves through that community. The officer goes home, so there's somewhat of a disconnect. However, it still rests in that community. So as it, when you take in consideration the PTSD that a soldier from Iraq experiences, there's been studies that have shown that the people, young kids in these communities, experience that same level of post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of what they're seeing in these communities. So we need to have to, we need to establish that bridge. I commend what you're doing, but I just think that this needs to be more multifaceted because it's just, it tends to be marginalized because oftentimes people look at it as, okay, he's soft because he or she needs some counseling. You need to be a real dude and you need to step up and be strong. And that's actually what our problem is in these communities. Right. So Keep we, it to yourself and just and just do what you got to do. Right. In addition to that, we look at the advent of social media. That's really changed the landscape of what we're experiencing in terms of gun violence. Because it, now we see things, every, any and everything is being posted on, whether it's Instagram, et cetera. And there's supposed to be some, um, some, some regulatory um, instances with, with Instagram. I just don't see it coming to fruition the way it should. And this this, in many cases, is was creating a lot of these beefs because you put the wrong thing on Instagram, you can offend people, and you may not even know that you're offending that person. No, exactly. Too bad. What about what about the social media? What so, what role does that play with with the with the gunplay that you and the violence that you see right now in the streets in New York? It's definitely a huge role. Why? Because you have artists who never shot a gun before rap about guns. So or with the Draco, you right, know? Exactly. So it have. And these kids' minds, like, yo, he ain't really out here in the field. Like, I'm, I'm really out here. Like, so it's like a competition, basically. So it's more of, so I, some um, rapper that just came out, um, Lil Tecca, basically he said he never shot a gun ever in his life. But his song is it's okay, it's, but it's all about gun violence. So that goes, strikes off something, somebody who's really in the streets, 17, 15 years old, bro, he not really shooting Oh no, I apologize. That's okay. He really, he really we'll not it. he really not shooting nothing. So basically, I'm just trying to say like it's like uh, um I don't I don't care or it's like you're not who you are. So I'm, he feels like he's be, better than the rapper because right. he's really doing it. He's really doing even though he it. doesn't like, have all the things the rapper has. Right. But t tell me about this sense of urgency to get stuff that you think right. social more, media you feel social want, right. media is responsible more, for. Right. It's more tell of me a about want that. than a need. Why? Because if if you know you on your own, you're young, and no one's gonna help you, and you feel as though the right thing to do is take care of yourself, you're gonna want the best stuff. So, how do you to get make the yourself feel good about it? Right. Yourself. So, how do you get the best stuff if you already feel low, if you're already traumatized from other deaths, or and you have no money? Exactly. So and what, you're 14 years old. So what do you have to do to go get what you want and not what you need? You gotta go get a gun. You gotta rob. And now with today's society, is no fighting. No one gonna go and go jump you and go fight. They're gonna rob you, and that comes to what you said. Where does the guns come from? Like, there's no shortage of guns. No shortage of guns. Like somebody nobody, right nobody today wanted a, wanted a gun. Like you said, they rent guns. People rent guns. The younger kids, they get it from their um, their brother, cousin, uncle, a family, a friend. 
They're easy access. There's no problem getting a gun. No problems. Easy access. Do, and do people does do ever does people in the neighborhood know who to go to or who to see in order yeah, to get if they don't access. have a relative they can borrow or steal it from? Easy access. They just go to the bando in the closet where they are where they know what's at and I just what I said, yeah, Molly upstairs in the closet. You, you know, police are and dealing with it. something that's kind of interesting. It's like turning the water faucet on and let the water run out of the sink. You walk in with a mop. You may be able to mop up the water, but if the faucet is continuing to pour water, the problem still continues. And that's the issue that police have in trying to combat gun violence. All right, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about street shootings then and now. Joining me for this conversation, too bad. He's an independent hip-hop artist. He was formerly incarcerated on a gun charge, and he's now an anti-gun activist. Too bad. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is El Tariq Anque. He's a co-founder of Stop Shooting, Inc. He's a senior aide to the last three Newark mayors and also a community activist. El Tariq, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant, criminal, a criminal justice professor, and law enforcement analyst. Um, Darren, great to have you with us Thanks again. For Thank you. Me. Thank you so much. Darren, when you look at the problem overall, we hear a lot of talk with in terms of solutions, we need more gun regulations, but gun regulations aren't going to happen because of the whole political thing. And without getting sidetracked into all the politics, is there anything is there anything legislatively in your opinion that could work? Yes, just a couple of things. One of the things is we need to bring the gun manufacturers to the table. And a lot of, because gun control is something that's been, it's more hyperbole than actuality because all of the states are not going to vote on gun control. However, if we can get the gun manufacturers to the table and have them attach their, their signature to these firearms that are sold and the gun manufacturer maintains a line of connection with that firearm from when it's sold to whoever the wholesaler is and from the wholesaler it's sold to an individual. If we make, if the, we force a level of accountability on them, I think what will happen is you have the gun, fa- gun manufacturers that would be more apt to step out and remove firearms from people that constantly report their guns are stolen or the inability to protect the firearms. Secondly, it'll cause them the spotlight ownership of who is uh, who owns these weapons. Because we go back to the iron pipeline, all of these guns are purchased legally and then they move into New York. But we need that additional entity to come Come into play, coupled with socioeconomics and housing. Housing is very important. One of the issues that we see that happened up in Chicago is when they tore down the housing projects. You had all of the gang members that just spread out throughout that to city. different areas. Well, right. it's similar in Newark to it's, a lesser extent, though. I think. That is what caused the explosion of gun violence in in um, in Chicago. Because the territories, see, wow. Right, right. We see a lot of that that's happened in Newark when 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 they have dissolved a lot of these projects. But it goes back to housing socioeconomics and bringing the gun le- gun legis- gun makers to the table that's the three-legged stool that can effectively cause change in relation to the gun violence Altric what do you think about that in terms in terms of what he said about the housing in Newark because what wasn't there some some issues too when they tore down a lot of the projects in Newark people being dislocated yeah so they so um, a lot of people were displaced but um it wasn't in my opinion and that's just my opinion that's what it and that's solely what it is um I don't think it was just as bad the violence kind of 
it didn't it didn't peak. You didn't see it shoot up or anything. You still had these random incidents, even though people um, eventually some 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 rifts happened. But in comparison to you shutting the whole complex down of say whatever set there is and moving half of them down there, it it didn't it didn't kick off and jump off like a lot of people anticipated and thought it would be. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these people still know some people know each other. They down the line, a cousin knows somebody. So a lot of stuff was kind of like quieted down before but um just thinking about solution wise too i just want to touch base on i kind of agree with what he was saying about the um the gun holding them accountable so they get uh, with the individual purchaser always for once they go to the wholesaler all the way down to the person that finally ends up with the gun that's what you were saying right right yeah that that, that would be that's that's you think that would have an effect i think yeah i think you got you got to approach it from all angles but then again uh, even for people that do do the work i do on a, more of a holistic way um just because we've been through this lifestyle we've been involved with that we can't always assume that we know what these people these young guys need help with that's what i want to ask yeah, too bad about yeah some of them might actually need a knife instead of a spoon or this guy might need a fork they have different levels of, of where they need, of need to help at yeah, in order so to got, not do exactly, it exactly so you got to come to them exactly to it too bad. So, when, take us back to the you know your age age fourteen. Right. You're you're robbing. You you get a gun to go rob bicycles. The what would have been the, the something that would have made you not do, like what was a factor that could have been or, or person or program or family member that could have been in your life that would have made a difference that you wouldn't have done that. If if people would let us know or let the young people know or when I was fourteen fifteen you could start working at fifteen. You can build your future starting at 15. You don't, you don't need to ask mom or dad or aunt or uncle or grandma for some money, which they don't have some of the time. So you, it won't force you to go out there. So if a lot of these kids are guided to know that they can work and they can go be somebody, you don't got to unrob, get a job. That, that'll be like the key of all this. Because in reality, we know these corporate buildings and buildings, so it's a market that we really people really don't know about or don't get into, so it's all money, so. So you're saying if they're under 16, because you have to be 16 right. to work, so. Right, 15 and up, 15 plus. 15 up, right. 15 plus, you should want to go work. Because at the end of the day, like you were saying with the the, um, the manufacturers and stuff like that, that's, that would be a super great idea, but they're not going to put money into all the urban areas in America, because it's not just Newark, it's not just New York, not just Chicago's. Every state that has a hood. That's Miami, going. Dallas, Houston, right. L.A. So I mean, that's what association Bay Area come into play. Right. So that's empowerment songs. Right. So work. These young people, they need to go find jobs. These young people don't even. They even. Some of them haven't been arrested. I done burned down a lot of young people that's out in the streets. Like yo, what you doing with yourself? You know, you go get a job. You got your working papers. You still in high school? Stuff like that. They don't even understand that you can work. You can build. You can invest. It's five y'all right there. Um, you standing in front of a building that's. You don't even own. It's not your block. You don't own nothing on the block. So right. go find a way. You don't have to go pick up a gun. You don't got to go do drugs. And if you do drugs, that's that's what you do with yourself. That but that's mean, gonna that's gonna close down right. a lot of things for you. You're not gonna feel like doing anything. Exactly. So, Except stuff that's gonna get you in trouble. Exactly. So me being from the experience I have, work, find something to better your future. Not. Not to think for now. So where's your, where's your mindset now? Basically to help help other people. I want to help the people that think they don't have a future. Like far as like in the hood, the kids, the youth, the the, the music that they listen to. They 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 listen to ignorant music more than they listen to positive music. And it's just why? 
why? Why is the radios allowing this? Why are the, why is different um, TV shows just promoting violence or just promoting negativity? Because it's not just the hood. The hood has love. We love each other in our hood. The streets just don't have love. Right. <laughs> like, for, for real. We love each other in our hood. We take care of each other. It's just what is being put out there in our minds. Nobody tells and, us. And nothing else. Right, that it's nothing. just that nonstop. Right. The same thing over and over again. El Tariq, you once told me, I asked you, I go like, well, what do you... You were explaining the program, explaining what you the work that you were doing with with stop shooting, and you said to me, "There's really no other, there's no shortcut to solving this, and mm-hmm. it really has to start with a one on almost one on one, yeah. each one save yeah. one yeah. type yeah. of That's approach." Yeah. Is that that deep? It's still, it's still, it is because, like you said, we even touched on it at different levels. Everybody needs different kind of help, and sometimes you can't get a, gu- a group of people in a room and effectively help them because they're not going to want to open up. Just because they too hardcore, because I got him sitting next to me, him sitting next to me, I ain't going to be all soft and really tell him that I, I can't read or I'm not good at math or I'm not the best. I can't articulate as well as I'm supposed to be. You know, these are all shortcomings that people hold on to and, you know, it just adds Use as top. excuses yeah, to, to not go on. So what do you, what do you say to them? I say, well, I tell what, them? what do you say to them when you're like, like they're them. like, oh, you're soft now, you you work in a, you got an office, you're this, you're that. What do you tell them? They don't say that, first of all. <laughs> They always come. This, you know, it's a mutual respect. But I, you know what I, I, I say to them? Oh man! I say, like, how do you reach? How do you reach a hard end? Well, it's like, you know, well, your brother. Then this day, that was back in your day. This day is a yeah, lot different. What do you say? That day, you get it that? is true. It is true. It is different. But the energy is not. The tactics is not. Some stuff is just simple repetition. Like you use that same energy that you use on that street to get that little tar- tight little block rocking or jumping or, or popping or whatever you want to call it. When you making no money till now is, is blown off the door. You use that same energy. To, for just a different lifestyle, because at the end of the day, it, that that has an expiration date. You could use this energy, and that doesn't. It's infinity, because you get to help. Not just you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for everybody behind. And the last thing I say too, that to a lot of people, even everybody, everybody has somebody in their family that they can look up to, and that they got respect for, and everything. And them people that they have respect for, they need to respect it to them and, and start calling these people where it's at. Like, yo, bro, I know you got that in there. I know you you be disrespecting your mother. It, enough is enough. This it, bro. Give me that. Sh- right. <laughs> Give me that. I'm calling him right. I'm getting the two hundred fifty dollar gift card, and that's that it. It's a wrap. Or I'm calling. Or I'm calling my brother. We whooping you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something's happening. Come on. Something's now. happening there, Darren. Real quick, do you think that we will see? In the next year or so, some real steps made to stop the stop the shootings. You know, from a political perspective, I don't think so. I think we're just deadlocked in Congress between Republicans and Republicans and Democrats. That's not going to be the alternative. The alternative is going to be something that needs to happen on a ground level. It needs to be a grassroots movement to wreck this. But I genuinely don't believe that's going to happen because I just don't think the peer um, motivation is in play. I mean, I think it's great in what you do, and I commend the fact that you're coming out and speaking against something that you participated in. But the truth of the matter is, there's just not enough soldiers on the ground to get that message out and as time progresses hopefully we can draw more people under the tent but that's really something that can be subjective so what I say is I mean shows like this and other shows on television can can promote the education for doing the right thing that's a start but we need a sustainment piece and that sustainment piece comes from a peer motivator and we're just low when it comes to that all right well we've got some great ones here but I want to thank all of you for being with us uh, for this episode of Street Soldiers too bad great to have 
have you on the show. Thank, thank you, you so Lisa. much. El Tricanque, uh, keep up the great work. Thank, thank you, you so much. And Dr. Darren Portia, thank you so much for being Always with us. Pleasure. We really thank appreciate you. it. Right. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.